One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Strap in and get ready. The leaders in NRL Supercoach are incoming. Bringing you the ultimate insight to help you win your leagues and climb up the rankings. You're now listening to the Insight NRL Show with your hosts, Brain, Matrix, and Whisperer. Yes, welcome back. Tinless Tuesday is back. It is like Super Coach Christmas Eve. You're watching the Insight NRL show, and welcome to the first TLT of 2024. This is the Vegas edition, bringing you all of your NRL Super Coach team news on the SC Brain. SC Matrix and the SC Whisperer are with me. Josh, big, big week ahead. I mean, we've only got two games, but it just feels like something's about to tip off this week. It does, it does. Like you said, uh, definitely Christmas Eve for us. And yeah, all the preseason planning out of the way, but I feel like no planning can ever attribute for the, the carnage that happens at Teamless Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit going on, isn't there, Matrix? I mean, uh, we looked at the teams and there were a couple of surprises, weren't there? Yeah, look, there was. There was, yeah, what was going on at the Roosters. There was what was going on at the Broncos. And then, um, yeah, basically pretty straightforward apart from that but it's tinless tuesday around here guys come on mm-hmm. and this is like it's like christmas eve where because it's split it's like christmas eve where your parents tell you you can open one present yeah isn't it because obviously with vegas uh there's only two games on this weekend which th- sucks but it's vegas which is pretty cool it's the first time they've ever gone to the states so do, pretty exciting do you think next year they should just commit to the the whole round there like Absolutely. a magic game in Vegas. That would be sick. I would enjoy that. But um, let's rip in. We'll, we'll get stuck into things, guys. The show is brought to you by The Standard Squeeze and Ryan from Astute Newstead. Drop your questions in. We're starting to see a few of them flow in at the moment. Keep them coming. We'll do our best to answer all of them or, or get as close as we can to them if they keep flooding in. Um, 
And if you haven't yet, please hit subscribe, hit like uh, if you like the content. And then obviously, if you're listening to us on audio, follow and review would be awesome. We've got an unlimited league. It's free to enter. The code is 777141. You can win us SC Champions ring at the end of the season for being number one in that league. And also, we're giving away an $80 prize pack thanks to the standard squeeze every single week for the top scorer. So jump on in. Now, uh, something... We won't cover every week, but obviously this is a bit of a different episode this week because we've only got two teams to talk about. It's a split round, which we'll explain, and Josh did a really good job on socials of doing that today. Um, But the structure of our lives moving forward this season will be a little bit different for those of you that watched last year. So we're going to share the World Cup uh, and the Unlimited League results every single week and let everybody know who won the the prize for the week and share who's on top of the Supercoach World Cup, which we'll talk to you about soon. Uh, we'll talk about how we went. We're always very open about our rank. We're open about the scores that we got on here. So we'll let you know how we went every single week. You'll see our ranks on the screen every single Tuesday night. So um, you'll see how we go. We'll talk about the winners and losers from the week just gone. We'll rewind on the week. And then we're going to play some games this week. We're going to do Guess the Player, where uh, a player is going to be, uh, I guess, kept from two of us. And we've got to essentially guess, a little bit like Guess Who, um, who the who the player is, and obviously you can ask whatever questions you need to ask to get to that point. We're going to do a bit of trivia as well as a punters club for those of you that are keen punters out there. We're going to uh, put together our best bets of the week for uh, for all of you, so you can follow along and, and track how we're going there as well. And then, of course, the real stuff, the buy, hold, sell. We're going to talk waiver wires. We're talking captains. We're talking all your questions as well as the Insight Unlimited members. So they're all coming. But Josh. Kick us off with the Insight Fantasy Sports Supercoach World Cup, mate, because we're getting a few sign-ups now. It's starting to rattle on, and maybe people haven't heard of it yet. Yeah, plenty, plenty of sign-ups and plenty to get behind. Uh, if you've ever considered yourself a good Supercoach player, an expert, whatever you want to call it, but you've always wondered if you are the best, we aren't just talking about the NRL. We're obviously talking about all four major disciplines of Supercoach, NRL, AFL, BBL, and NBL. Uh, a marathon contest running from February to February uh, every year. It's going to be kicking off this year inaugurally with round one of the NRL starting this Sunday. Um, basically, it's going to be a competition between yourself and everyone else. In a battle for the best, top 10 are going to get paid. It's 10 bucks to enter, so you know, cheapest chips. And yeah, most importantly, not, not only the money that you're going to get, but it's going to be the title of the best Supercoach player in the world. And how does scoring work? It's going to be a percentage of your score tallied up across all four major sports as well. So if you're stronger in one discipline, you know, you can really lean on that. Um, and if you can just tread ground in the other ones, then you're going to be definitely in good stead there. Um, but obviously, we've got some wonderful experts across all four sports for you guys to follow along and try and build your teams. I know the AFL boys right now are on X. Uh, giving some updates for Collingwood versus Richmond in one of their simulations right now. And obviously, we've got uh, one of the BBL podcast hosts at the moment on this show and one of the NBL hosts as well. So you're in good hands there. But the Supercoach World Cup, if you guys want to sign up, just jump in the Discord or there's links to all of our socials. Um, hit us all up and we can point you in the right direction. That's it. I'm looking forward to it. It's the first time anything like this has happened. So props to Josh for for coming up with it and kind of putting the bones of it together. And uh, I'm looking forward to ripping into it. Boys, we're here to preview the week. So we should jump into that, shouldn't we? Now, guys, we've got two games on Sunday. Uh, One's at 1.30, one's at 3.30. We've got the Manly Sea Eagles up against the Rabbitohs in the first game of the year. Uh, over at Allegiant Stadium 
in uh, Las Vegas, which is uh, for any of you NFL punters, the Las Vegas Raiders, you can see I'm wearing the singlet. I've been told uh, before I hopped on this show, I had to give my wife a shout out because she bought it for me. So props to her. Uh, we've got game my, two my, at three. My, my wife buys all my clothes. So. It's and Josh's mum buys like... all his. So. <laughs> <laughs> low blows. It's very early in the season for low blows, but I love it. <laughs> We've got we've got game two at three thirty. We've got the Roosters versus the Broncos. So let's let's talk about the winners first and who's hot coming in. This is why. This is why. This is why I'm hot. Firstly, so everyone, before we before we kick off, how much time did you spend at work today doing these stickers? Mate, I tell you what, my my work is very flexible. Thanks to my bosses, they're good people. <laughs> we so. can tell. Yeah. <laughs> now we had fun. Actually, to be fair, shout out to Matty G who hosts our NBA show because he's incredible at this stuff and he did some of these for me. So shout out to him. Boys, well, let's talk about the winners from the Sea Eagles and Rabbitohs first. And Burbo nags the edge spot, which was expected, but it's a big win, super coach wise, Matrix, isn't it? Yeah. It's, if he wasn't in your team, he should be now. Um, look, we're all, you know, wondering what's going to happen. I suppose, in three or four weeks' time. But right now, Burbo looks like he's going to far exceed the 277k that you pay to get him in. A few questions around on Burbo, Josh, and whether we're worried about Josh Schuster floating around in the background there. But is there every chance he just returns through Reggie's to start the season and Burbo gets an extended run? Yeah, I think even if Seabold rates Schuster highly and wants him to start, like Schuster hasn't had a hasn't had a preseason, so you can't just expect him to walk back in. Like I would give Burbo at least five weeks. Like I think that's the worst case. Worst case is he has a stinker and Corey Waddell comes in, but I just think you know Burbo's won the spot of a good preseason. They give him some time. Like there's no point. Like if Seabold has desires of starting Schuster. Why drop Burbo for Waddell and then have to drop Waddell for Schuster? Like, you're just mixing up too many combinations there. So, I mean, you've obviously got Luke Brooks is still quite new on that left as well. So, you want to try and keep it as harmonized as possible. So, yeah, I'm giving Burbo at least five weeks, and that's you know, at a minimum. Yep. Another winner here comes into Jacob Gagai, doesn't it? He kind of come from the clouds um, maybe two, three weeks ago, and uh, he's jag the air uh, the, the wing spot for the Rabbitohs um how long does this last though Josh are we looking at someone who's got a bit of an extended run I guess the same question as Burbo are we going to get multiple weeks out of him because it looks like he's replaced um Munro on that right wing yeah less confident on on Gagai because obviously we knew the dilemmas that the Rabbitohs faced with Isaac Thompson uh not being allowed to go over to Las Vegas because of his previous convictions in Australia so that's probably the biggest watch for Teamless Tuesday in two weeks' time is if Thompson just walks back in. Um, but if Gagai plays well and, you know, it doesn't make a disgrace of himself, then there's all the chance in the world that he stays there. Um, he'll be fighting with Richie Kenner and obviously, yeah, the aforementioned Isaac Thompson as well. Less keen on him, but at bottom dollar named, it's probably worth the punt just with how little cheapies we are probably going to get. Now, we, we should move on to the starting prop for the Rabbitohs, and, and we know that Matrix has kind of created a bit of a nickname for this man, the the Cappuccino. Uh, Matrix, yeah. do you want to talk about the Cappuccino? Because uh, is, he, is he still in your team at this point in time? Oh, I mean, he's named. He's there. The Cappuccino, I tell you what, a 50K cheaper than, oh, maybe 60 or 70K cheaper than Totola. We're all looking at Totola, but let's look at the experienced cappuccino with a change of scenery. 
Um, I'm excited. He had a ripper game in the in the preseason. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see the second game in in preseason from the Cappuccino. I would have liked an extra look, but um, yeah, look, he's straight in my team at 380k uh, in front row forward. I was looking to save some dosh, and um, yeah, he's got a great nickname. He does, self-acclaimed. Um, now, going from one starting prop for the Rabbitohs to someone that could play prop, someone that could play in the middle, someone that could play on the edge is Jai Arrow, Josh. Uh, I know that you were pretty quick to throw him in your team. Um, so tell us tell us the thoughts behind that. Yeah, obviously Arrow's had a little bit of inconsistencies with his role in the south side, floating between 13 prop and, and edge. Uh, in the last three years, he's played 27 games uninjury affected on the edge for an average of 55. Uh, and that came about 67 minutes. Now we expect Keon Kalamantangi to play 80 uh, on that left. Now his arrows moved to the right. People are saying that that's going to negatively affect arrow. I don't really say that because the left edge is you're basically a glorified block runner anyway um, for, for Cody and, and Trell. So I think arrow to the right is fine. Uh, the bench looks pretty good. You've only really got Jacob Hoss there to to take minutes from. Um, and we heard the reports of Cam Murray moving to the edge during games. I don't expect it to be much more than, say, 10 minutes. So that probably aligns with Arrow at that 65 to 67-minute mark. Uh, and, yeah, priced at something like a 40... I had his price up there. So he's priced he's at, at 46. Uh, 466. That's about a 45 average. Um I was doing some stats. In those 27 starts, he only went under 45 three times, uh, and one of them was a 45 and a 44. So uh, I think you could do definitely a lot worse. I'd much prefer him over to, uh, over to Tola, and then I'd prefer Kepi over to Tola as well. So um, if you've got the money, go Arrow. But if you are needing to, to skimp out, then I'd obviously like Kepi as well. Cappuccino. Cappuccino. Okay. Sorry. Correct yeah, myself. Yeah. Come on. Um, no, no. I'm with you on the Arrow shout. Obviously – to kind of confirm this, it's you're looking at him at front row. You're not putting him in the of two course. RFA. Yeah. So of course. having a guy the that's going to play is 60, a second row. Yeah, he is yeah. a second rower that you can put in the front row forward. Front row forward's a dismal. Let's just take advantage. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Now the question question becomes: Do you run two Vegas guys in front row forward, or do you want to leave yourself some flexibility? Can you run an arrow and Cappy, or would you just leave yourself a little bit of flexibility for next week if anything went pear shaped? I personally think that I want as much flexibility next week. I'm trying not to lean in too hard to these guys that are going to be playing this weekend. Obviously, you're picking the best players available in your squad. You're trying not to look too much at what's happening this weekend and how that split TLT is going to work. But I am wary of it. I don't necessarily love taking the two guys from the same team this weekend. Um, we'll, we'll talk about why a little bit soon. But yeah, I, I think if I was to pick one out of Kepi and Arrow, I'd be picking Arrow purely because, you know, the minutes are going to be there on the park for him. Um, as opposed to Kepi, yes, we saw one game from him, like Matrix mentioned, but how do we know that that's going to replicate? You know, he, he's had a really high PPM in that game. I think he only played, what, 30, 35 minutes in that trial. So we're going off a 35-minute sample size for Kepi to over undo a two-week period. Three or, three or four years of, of not good Legit, Being work. relevant. <laughs> yep. He never had the nickname before, though. Yeah, I guess that, that, is true. that does. If that, that gets along to him, I'll tell you what, we're going to see an extra 10 points of value, I reckon, if he finds out. <laughs> 100%. Um, let's move on to the Roosters Broncos winners. Uh, Jesse Arthurs is named on the wing. It seemed like it was a battle between Arthurs, Mariner, and Corey Oates and Hose. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, Corey Oates has missed out on this one. So he'll fall into the losers category. But <laughs> Jesse Arthurs, tell me, Matrix, you're a Broncos fan. Um, 
are you a fan of Arthur's? Is he worth considering? I like him. I think he's a trap because not much has changed this year from last year. He's still just going to plot along, be worth 400K. And if you're okay with that, then you're okay with that. If I'm spending 350K for a bloke, I want growth out of it. Otherwise, I'm just taking a 200K cheapie. Um, I think Dean Mariner's a jet, and I think Dean Mariner will go fantastic. But unfortunately, he went too well last year. Um, that's It's hard to know with Cobbo moving to the centers if that's the preferred side, but I think Dean Mariner will score a lot of points this year, and you should be looking at him in draft. Yeah, good shout. Draft versus classic, very different in terms of approach, but could be a better pickup there. Classic, probably better value. Pierre though, uh, there's been a lot of uh, kind of toing and froing. I can guarantee he's coming out and in of a lot of super coaches teams uh, in the last week and a half. Now, how do we feel about him at the moment? Are we as confident as a lot of others? Because he is still in the top 15 most owned. Uh, Josh, what are your thoughts on Pierre Kura? I, I know initially when we talked to RFs, you weren't a big fan based on the, the scoring output in, the, in that trial. Do you still feel the same? Yeah. Yeah. Even more so with the PCL. Like, I know he's trained... Um, obviously listening to NRL physio, he's a, a big advocate for return to performance rather than return to playing. Um, and it shouldn't affect him a huge amount, but there is you know a couple of question marks over, over it. And yeah, I know that the trial probably got more people keen, but it probably got me less keen seeing the 77 with two tries in 40 minutes. So um, I don't think it's a bad pick. You're not going to lose money and he's definitely value. Like I'm not going to sit here and say that he's a bad pick. I just think there's better options for cheaper um, or slightly more, but yeah, obviously a stud, great line runner. Um, and yeah, it might be, you know, great for the Broncos in real life. I'm just not too sure how big the upside is in terms of a classic standpoint. And when we're talking about so many good mid range, 400 K to RF options, you've got to weigh that up too. like how many other guys are going to have better roles or better opportunity than Piakura, better base than Piakura, not be so attacking reliant. So there's a lot to consider there. Um, obviously, with him playing in game one, or sorry, game two, uh, this round as well makes it even harder. You don't even get to get a proper look at him after this injury either. It's not like he injured in the first game and he came back and played in the second and we had a look. Um, yep. you're, you're playing him purely off the back of an injury, which which is a concern. So definitely worth considering for sure. I think I think because I think because he is cheaper than most of the other guys, like more than the Lukies, the Lanes, the Firmers. I'd prefer to not start with him and then pick him up in round three rather than starting with him. He sucks. And then you have to find the 50 K to, 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 to like, if you, if you start with him and don't start with the firm and firm goes huge, you have to find money to get him. I'd rather start with the more expensive guy. If I have my doubts over Pierre Cora and then cut back. Yeah, that's a good just, shout. And we're not going to get them all right. Are we Matty? No. And just having a look at that bench though, sort of gives me a bit more confidence. Like, Look, Baker, I consider a front row forward, I suppose. Like, Hetherington will play lock minutes when Paddy Carrigan's off, maybe rotate into the second row a little bit. Willison, I would say, is a front row forward and then a utility there. Like, the minutes look like they're going to be there for Piakura. We think Ricky will probably play 80 and Piakura will probably play, what, 60, 65? Uh, yeah. Imagine 80 for, for Piakura. Like, it, the minutes aren't the issue. Yeah, can they both play 80? Yeah, I think so. Unless unless yeah. they decide to play Kobe at 13 and, and shift Patty to, to the edge. But I think that's more that's unlikely right. than likely. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and it wasn't necessarily even about the minutes for Piakura. Even if he plays 80, you're, you were saying that he's really attacking Reliant and probably, you know, someone you should consider looking elsewhere from. Um, so, mate, uh, tell me about Xavier Willis and Josh, because is Ben Dobbins a fraud? I don't know. Like, there's there's some some weird reports going around. Obviously, um, he was pretty adamant that that Marty Tapau would play over um, Wilson, and then obviously the teams were named that um, you know Wilson did start over Tapau, but you know apparently Dubbo said on the news tonight that he's still very confident that uh, Tapau does play over over Wilson. So I don't know. Um, the dude's doubling down quite hard. So hope for his uh, credential sake he's right, but. Um, yeah, time time will tell. I'm not really keen on on Wilson. I think there's better options in Hughes, obviously, and then obviously we saw Thomas McKayley be elevated to the top thirty today. Not that it mattered too much, but I think it just puts more confidence in his role with this squad, for sure. Now, Satili Tupanua is someone that we're we're going to have a lot of questions about. I've already seen a few in the in the comments. He's been named to start on an edge, but the question marks now become with Nat Butcher named on the bench. You've got to really consider who who's going to get the eighty. Um, I'd say one will between Suwa Wong and Satili Tupanur. I'd say one of them plays eighty. Uh, do you agree, Matrix, or how do you think this is going to play out? Because we've talked all through the preseason about the Roosters and their whole forward pack, and it's really hard to predict what they're going to do and how they're going to play it. But Angus Crichton hasn't even been named in the seventeen, so surely one of them it has good stocks. Yeah, I think it's Satili, and maybe it's just me hoping that the cheaper guy is also <laughs> the guy that gets it. But yeah, when I was looking at options like Piakura, well, Satili at 20k cheaper, 25k cheaper, or whatever he is, um, become probably an even better option because you've got similar question marks across both of them, um, but one's a little bit cheaper. He has a pedigree. I think Tupanua is a very good pick and probably plays the 80 with um, Josh Wong and um, Nat Butcher switch, switching it up a little bit. So, Do you agree, Josh, uh, about that rotation? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they both play 80. The bench is quite light. You've got Len Yu, who's not a big minute guy. Um, you've got Nafur White, who we expect to drop out for Maria Hargraves. And then you've got Cheese and, and Sanders Smith there. So it's not a, a huge bench. I, I expect them to both play 80. But if one of them, if I was to bet one of them to play 80, I would bet Tupanua over Wong. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if them both play 80 and yeah, the fact that there's no, apart from Nat Butcher who can play through the middle, um, I don't think there's any concerns over Tupanua's stability or, or, you know, security in this side. Like you've got no Egan Butcher, no Angus Crichton there, um, which is you know huge for both him and, and Sewer. Yep. Um, talk to us about Spencer Lenu because I know you, we've all kind of shared the same thoughts about Spencer Lenu and, and his predicted minutes throughout the season. Some people are higher on him than others, but, um, I, I probably lean with you that maybe we've got to proceed with caution with Lenu, even though he has been picked to start. Yeah. I'm not, uh, not really keen on it, not seeing it. Um, I know that I know that I said that the bench is light, but I, I really can't take many of these Roosters middles and that, that includes someone like a Terrell May. Um, I know that people are like, oh, well, you know, new club for Lenu, like what if he plays 40? Okay, so in the last three years, he's played 40 minutes six times for a 41-31-69. That was with the trying line break, 28-38. Uh, so you take out that um, try and line break because we don't like to assume those. He averaged something like 38 points and that's with 40 minutes. So you're asking him to have a big minute uptick and still not even eke out five points of value. I just think when 
yeah, he might play okay minutes week one, but then what do you do when, when JWH comes back? Does he move to the bench? Because we know how much Robbo likes JWH. There's just too many question marks over it for me. Like I'd rather just take a punt on a guy with an historic, historically better PPM in obviously like Royce Hunt or, you know, take a gamble on a Sipley based off, you know, trial performances. Yeah. Good shout. Made me smile when you said Royce Hunt. I'm sure we'll talk about him next week. Um, let's uh, let's move on to the losers and the guys that haven't been picked this week. It's very cold for Talos Duncan, isn't it? Extended bench. Uh, very popular pick throughout the preseason, but then we saw in the trials, he was more so training, and then the rumors are that he was training in the middle and hasn't played any edge this season, which kind of diminishes his value in that pack at the Rabbitohs metrics. Um, so it's kind of, uh, if you got him, obviously you move him out. Yeah, yeah 100%. Like, um, you're hoping that he would get a run. Uh, doesn't look like they're going for more experienced guys, which. I probably completely agree with, to be honest. So, um, Any other losers in this first game, Josh, that we've missed? No, not really. Um, the Rabbitohs, hopefully. Or, yeah, later. hopefully we'll, we'll see. I think teams were named pretty much as we expected. I mean, Ruben Garrick, I guess, is another loser. Like We, we knew it was coming, um, him to be named at centre, but it just today confirmed it that he's just not an option at all. Yeah. Um, Gus Crichton, obviously, in this uh, second game for the Roosters, uh, named on an extended bench in the 18. Uh, we were kind of hoping that we'd see Gus of old, but it just doesn't ha- hasn't happened, hasn't come across, so we can move on from him. Uh, Corey Oates, not named as well. Looks like he's been beaten out by Mariner um, and Arthurs for those wing spots. Connor Watson, also not named in the 17, uh, which kind of surprised me a little bit. He's been beaten out by Sandon Smith, uh, Matrix. How do you uh, how do you feel about that? Not overly super coach relevant, but we just love Connor Watson at his best, don't we? Yeah, maybe he's just not quite back to his best. Maybe they just want to see him play more footy before they get him back into first grade first. But look, I love Connor Watson. I'd love to see him play some more footy, and I think he will get his chance this year. I don't think it's super coach relevant though. The uh, the NRL Ron Burgundy Connor Watson. Have a go at the bloke's haircut and mo. It's very people, Burgundy-like. People think like Max King is like my favorite. Like genuinely, like Connor Watson is my favorite NRL player. Like, and that's not a joke. Like he generally is my favorite player to watch. And yeah, hopefully he has an injury-free season, can find his way back into the into the team because we saw in the trial how good he was. And I expect him to be there or thereabouts this year. What about Terrell May? Now you you put a really good post up, and I've seen you. You've said things in the uh, in the podcast previously about Terrell May and the fact that you need to get over the fact that he's named on the bench, um, and he's still a viable option in your front row. Josh, um, do you want to explain your thinking behind that? Yeah, so like I'm not endorsing May at all. Um, I think I've been pretty clear in my stances. But if you are a May guy, like you have to get over that psychological barrier of uh, just because a guy is not picked one to thirteen, that doesn't make him a worse option than a guy that's picked so like eight or ten. Um, just because someone is named to start, it doesn't mean they're going to play more minutes. Like that's just uh, a fact of the matter. I think Lindsay Smith played more minutes than Moses Liotta last year. And that just shows you, I think Moses Liotta averaged like 40 minutes a game and Lindsay Smith averaged 42 or something like that. Um, you just have to get over that barrier of, of, you know, numbers and, and sort of work out why players are starting. Someone like JWH, someone like Spencer Lenny, they bring something different. And they bring a lot of aggression that can set the tone for a game that maybe Terrell May doesn't have. He's much more of a game breaker with offloads and tackle breaks and stuff. Whereas Lenu, JWH, these kind of guys are more in your face. So that's maybe what Robo's opting for. But 
I if you were on May before four o'clock, like if you're sitting there at work at three thirty, going Terrell May is my guy, at five past four, I wouldn't deviate from that just because he's named on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, a, a kind of a hurdle, isn't it, for all of us when we say we want starters in our team. We want players because we naturally think that a starter is going to play big minutes, but it doesn't necessarily work out like that, especially with Robbo for the Roosters. That bloke does uh, all sorts of musical chairs with his lineups throughout the week. And in, even into Sunday, we could see a completely different 17 or, or a few changes from the extended bench come in at the one-day cut matrix. So, um, yeah, you've got to be flexible, don't you? Yeah, you do. Um, and... To double down, it doesn't matter if the guy's playing off the bench. I think the minutes are going to be there for May. Like, not 50 minutes, um, but I think the minutes are going to be there for him to at least rise a little bit in price or hold his price. Yep. Um, anything else to add, lads, on this? Uh, the, we've only got two games to cover. Um, oh. we, we obviously aren't every single week going to go through the 1-17. to 17. We'd be here forever. Um, we do our podcasts are long enough as it is. So uh, we're not going to talk about all the players that are expected to be named in their squads. We'll talk about the differences. Um, but before we move on to the next lot of stuff that we're going to talk about, we're going to give a shout out to the standard squeeze. Guys, if you are sick of breaking glass bottles, maybe accidentally sinking triple shots because you can't measure a pour properly, uh, maybe you're sick of your beer going warm or your coffee even getting cold in the morning, Standard Squeeze has everything that you need to drink responsibly, but also conveniently with their food grade quality plastic and fantastic four in ones. You can go to the website, thestandardsqueeze.com and use the code INSIGHT15 to get yourself 15% off everything in their store. Boys, we, we said we'd play some games and we'd make it a little bit lighthearted and a little bit fun this, uh, this year. So let's rip into that. Yes, and if you don't know that, guess who? You probably need to stop watching. You've got to be a Family Guy fan. <laughs> um, let's play Guess the NRL Player. Now, Josh, this was a, I guess, you're bringing the fun to the podcast this year, which we, we very much appreciate. Do you want to explain Guess the NRL Player and how it all works? Yeah, just something something different to break it up. Every SA podcast delves into numbers and stuff, and that's cool. But we can break it up a little bit. Just basically guess who. So each week, one of us will have a player in mind and the other two ask yes or no questions. We'll keep tally through the year. And obviously you guys can play at home as well um, and try and guess it you know, before we do. Um, but yeah, this week, Brano has the player in mind and Matrix and I will be guessing. Um, hmm. So I'll let Matrix have first crack. But yeah, they, they, this can be yes or no questions. So so just a quick thing, Josh. Do you think like maybe we go try and break it down with trying to work out where they're where they predominantly played or whether they're like a current or a past player do you want me to start with something like that you can do whatever you want i don't care um i'm trying to beat you so if you ask questions that you think will benefit you then then go for it but um, oh, you're trying to beat me i thought we were working yeah, yeah no, it's not a team game mate no not a team game <laughs> I'm a, I'm can, out can i just mention um we've got a good comment here ian johnson mentioned first viewer to guess should get a prize so let's how about we do this uh if a viewer Someone in the live comments guesses the player before one of you two guess. We'll give out an Inside Unlimited membership for free. Sure, but you can't spam. Oh, and if you get it wrong, you're out. You can't have multiple guesses. So you you yeah. got to be pretty precise when that. you guess. So yeah, hundred percent. Let's yeah. do that. Go for it. All right, what, what kick us off. It? Who's going first? Um. Yeah, I'll go. Is it a current NRL player? Yes. Yeah, I, I thought it'd be easier maybe to start with current. So that's yeah. Okay. Should narrow it down. Uh, Sydney club. Yes. Matrix. West Tigers player, predominantly. No. no, that was too easy. It's too obvious. Are they back? 
Yes. Sydney club back. Current NRL player. Are they playing in Vegas? No. Would you say they're super coach relevant? Oh, look, no one's talking about them this season. Okay. If, if that helps. So Sydney club. So what have we got? We've got obviously Souths Manly. Not playing in Vegas. Not, they're playing in Vegas. Yeah. I'm just trying to narrow it down. I don't go to Sydney very often, guys. They're not Tigers. Um, they're not Tigers. Um, so I'm thinking maybe a Cronulla or a Bulldogs or a Parramatta. Do they play predominantly at fullback? No. Have they averaged 60 plus before? Let me check. I've got their page up right now. Uh, for the season, you're talking? Yeah, yeah. It just in a season. They have had, or if you, I'm going to disregard the one season they played one game. Um, yeah, so, so in yeah, a full they played, season, they more than like 10 games. they've averaged more than 60 once in their career. Okay. A back that's kind of crap for Supercoach and no one's talking about. Mm-hmm. Could make it too easy. Are they at a new team this year? No. Oh. Well, that takes out any Bulldogs players. No one's guessed in the chat either. Yeah, no, no. I was sort of hinting at that when I saw a couple of the of the guesses. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Do they play south of the harbour? Uh, south of the harbour, yes. Okay. Yeah, they do. South of the bridge. Yeah. Can you help me out a little bit there? With my so, geography. You can pull up a map of Sydney. It's not, yeah, basically north of the bridge is like Manly and that's it. So it's a pretty shit yeah. question, really. Oh, was it? Okay, I thought, okay, yeah, that's crap for me. That's a bad question. <laughs> what a waste. All right, so not a Tigers player, not a Manly player. Well, we knew that because they went in Vegas. This is also great audio should we, content. Should, should we make a yeah, group? Yeah. Uh, should we make a maybe like a you get to use one hint or something like that? Oh, we can have multiple wrong guesses. It's fine. Um, but yeah, we can have a, we can have a hint. Give us both a hint. You've got so the player or the team um, of a player named in the chat. He plays for. Okay. So someone there's a player in the chat that's been named, and he plays for that team. All right, that doesn't really fucking help because there's about three million answer questions here. <laughs> All right, okay. There's a couple of options here. So wait. Yeah. I'm um, I'm just gonna guess. Is it like a Sebo? No. Do they are they halfback or five eight in Supercoach? No. Okay. So there's another wing or fullback. Mm-hmm. No, not a fullback. Sorry, so there's a just so they're a center wing. Yep. No one in the chat has guessed. And they've had one. <laughs> um oh sorry guys. Um the audio listeners will forgive us, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put timestamps uh, so people can skip through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, please do. Um is he a Parramatta player? No. 
Do they have blue in their color scheme? Yes. Okay. So that narrows it down to what? Bulldogs? Yep. Sharks? Sharks. Para are out. Um, does he play on the left side? No. I think I've got it. Is it Siani Katoa? No. Oh! I thought I had it. He's had one season of a 60 average, plays in blue, center wing, south of... Oh, I thought I had it. <laughs> I thought I had it. Jesus. Well, you know what? It's been a major fail for you two because four people in the chat have got it. It is... Oh, Ramian. Jesse Ramian. Yeah. Oh, I was so close. I thought Ramian had more than 60... I thought Ramian had more nah, 60 averages. One. So when you look at Ramian's years, he averaged 63.1 in 2021, 56, 58, 46, 45, 52. Aside from when he came into the comp in 2017, he played one game and it got a 74. So we said at the start, we would give away an Insight Unlimited membership to the person that guessed before you two. So congrats to Josh uh, in the chat there. Uh, mate, hop in the Discord, flick me a message, SC underscore brain, and we'll set that up for you, mate. Congrats. Good well done, guessing. Mate. Well done. With the ramen. With the ramen. Also, trial now, well, we will get better at, at making oh, it more interesting. But I think we'll absolutely. I think we'll get better at asking the questions. Yeah. I think like, yeah. That was fun though. That was fun. All yeah. right. Um, Josh, you've got a bit of super coach trivia before we move on to our best bets, our punters club for the week. Uh, and then we'll actually start talking into ownership, super coach, and, and how we're going to approach this week. So take it away. I do, I do. So obviously as the season progresses, we'll have more data to go off, but with being at round zero. Um, I've got a question for you boys. Who had the best three round average to finish the season last year? Oh. And I will give hints if you get stuck. Oh, the best three round average to finish the year. I'm just trying to think on who won a really big run. Uh, it, it have to, are we looking at an outside back? Are we asking questions? Are you going to lead us there or do we have to just guess straight up? We you just guess a names. Uh, from a Sydney team? Think. Sydney team. Okay. I'll give you both three guesses of a player. Like you, I'll give you one hint each, and you get three three guesses each. Otherwise, we'll call it uh, a loss for you both. Okay. Yeah, I can live with that. So Go Sydney teams do that. So Brano's had his hint, and then Matrix gets a hint as well, and you both get three guesses. All right. Gives hint. So Sydney team. Um, people are saying that this team can play finals footy this year. Okay. Uh, did they play finals football last year? No. Ooh. Okay. You know what? It, is it a Parramatta player? Or Manly? It is not. Manly player? It is. I'm actually really intrigued now. Okay. So we get three um, guesses of players, right? Yeah, I've already had yeah, two guesses. I've given you enough hits now. It's a manly player. Like, you should get this within three guesses. Was it Ruben Garrick? It was not. Daily Cherry Evans? It was. 123. Yeah, right. He, he finished the season with a 71, 146, 153. Second was Nathan Cleary with a 117, and third was Tortel Cooler with a 111. Him and a Terry few Evans guesses of Cooler in the chat. 
Yeah, um, there, was there was one one for Cherry Evans. So Samuel um, Samuel Merrill said Cherry Evans. So he was the first to get that. No prizes, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we'll do that every week. We'll have a couple of cool stats and stuff just to break up a little bit. But uh, yeah, let's get into well it. Well done to Where's the Spin? Guess of Steve Menzies. Like, Steve Menzies the right yeah, club. He, he yep. just missed yeah, it. Good one, babes. <laughs> just missed um, it. Boys, we're going to do a punters club every week. So the, the way that it's going to work is we're, we're basically throwing in and doing a $10 bet every single week. Uh, we're going to put together one leg each that we're all going to choose based on the week ahead. And uh, we're going to put it together and we're going to track our results. So let's lead in. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, throw them at us. Uh, what have we got, Josh? All right, so we've all picked a leg, and like I said, we'll do ten bucks each. So we're we've committed two hundred and seventy dollars to this this season. So ten bucks a week, twenty seven rounds, two hundred and seventy bucks. Anything we win, we'll go towards the end of the year. Uh, piss up. Uh, this week we've got uh, seven dollars ninety five. So if we win, nearly eighty bucks in the kitty, which is nice. Um, my leg, I've picked mainly head to head at two dollars ten uh, over over South, which I think is a good price considering. Look, Walker will probably probably play, but you know, in doubt, Troll doesn't start the greatest. I think it's a good price. Matrix, what's your leg? Yeah, well, I saw the Broncos were favourites. Um, I wouldn't say heavy favourites, but they were favourites this week. It is the first game of the season. Um, but I've decided to go the Broncos with a minus five and a half line, uh, just to get the odds up a little bit. Um, you know what, six and a half would have went even further. Of course, that's a converted try, but. You know, trying to play it safe on the first week. And that's bigger than yeah. that's bigger than the standard line because the standard line was only three and a half. So you've uh, mm. you've juiced it a little bit. Mm. I love the juice. Mm. Very, is it? Is there any bias involved in that pick at all, Josh? Do you think? Because when we well, both saw that bet come through, we thought, "Fuck, of course he's taking the Broncos." My instant reaction right. was, "Well, there goes our bet. It's done." <laughs> uh, let's see. You never know. He gets It'll right be the only one that gets up yet. You watch. Probably. Uh, my leg is under 41 and a half total points in the Manly and Souths game. And the reason behind that is because we know that Allegiant Stadium or NFL stadiums in general are narrower than your standard NRL stadium. So there's going to be less room on the field um, just by, I guess, logic of the way teams start the season. It is a bit of a bash through the middle of the park. They're less expansive football going on at the start of the year. So I feel like Yes, they're going to be trying to put on a show for Vegas, but I think the narrower fields play in their disadvantage for total points. So under 41 and a half, I actually thought the line would be under 40, um, like around that 38, 39 to start the season. So 
I'm happy to take that. So yeah, seven ninety five for a tenner. So we'll we'll let you know every week how we go on that, and we'll make a new bet every single week as well. And if you I'm guys want to follow along and share your winning bet slips and all that kind of stuff, chuck them in the Discord. We've got a punters section in the Discord if you like that stuff too. So, um, yeah, that's uh, Insight Games done and dusted for the first. And, and remember to gamble responsibly. Of course, of course, absolutely. Good shout. Let's get into the super coach. Yeah, let's get into the super coach. Before we do, we're going to give a shout out to Insight Unlimited. It's finally here, guys. Exclusive access to the team at Insight Fantasy Sports, where you can get access to all of our thoughts from team or final teams, trade thoughts, captains, exclusive member Q&As, every single round, late mail, injury news, and tons more. And this isn't just for NRL. This is for AFL, NBL, and BBL, as well as the NBA. And it only costs 25 bucks for the full 365 days. So jump in the free Discord. The link is in the description below, and you can just get in touch with one of us or see the details in there to sign up. Let's talk top 20 most owned, boys, because I'd love to just have a bit of a discussion. We won't go into too much depth, but we need to have a bit of a discussion on what this is looking like leading into the season. We know that a lot of these players aren't playing this week, so there is flexibility around uh, the rolling lockout. And Josh, I wanted to kind of throw to you first, mate, because you did a good post on Insta and if or, or on social media, and if someone hasn't seen that, did you want to wrap that up in a bow for us? You've said I've had a couple of good posts this, this podcast, which is, very out of character, which is very out of character for me. Not many good ones come from me. Um, no, look, so a lot of confusion with with TLT and obviously split this year for the first time ever. Uh, and people are worried that they have to pick their teams now. Now, I'm not too sure the logistics behind leaving out players that play next week. I wouldn't do it just to be safe. But basically, if your players don't play yet, they don't lock out. Um, so if you pick a front row forward of uh, Jai Arrow, Sean Kepi, Dave Mawali, and some other cheapie that plays Xavier for the four Vegas teams. Yeah, yeah, Xavier Willison. And then all of a sudden, Phil Gould comes out and says, Max King has had his hand amputated and Sam Hughes is playing 80 minutes a game. You're stuffed. You you, you, you just, you can't get him. Um, you're going to have to waste a trade uh, at round two to get him in. So the strategy then becomes how many Vegas players do you take? And we're not saying don't pick Vegas players for the sake of picking, like not picking them. But if you're pretty keen on two of them and you're splitting them, I would obviously side with the non-Vegas guy <clears throat> because it's going to give you more flexibility. But in in the crux of it, if your player hasn't played yet, you are free to trade them out. It's not going to cost you any trades uh, and you can still move them between dual positions. It's just if your player has played, they are locked. Now with Tigers players, they don't lock until the end of the last game on Sunday next week. So if you're looping or anything like that, the Tigers assets that you have or any team on the buy will be the last teams to lock out. So don't worry if you if you pick your team now. If you pick your team now with Nico Hines and he isn't named next week because of that quad tightness, don't stress. It's not going to cost you a trade to trade him out. You just can't buy a player from the four teams playing in Vegas. Yeah, good advice. So like we don't have to panic and make all of our decisions this week, do we? It's, you know, we can make our decisions on who's playing this week and then start to reassess. But I think having the flexibility on your bench is going to be really important. So anybody playing this week in Vegas should uh, be starting in your team, you'd say, unless you have a VC on someone in the other position. Yeah, that's the, that's the only thing. And obviously with your reserves as well, um, always start your guys playing earlier in the week. So if we look at the draw, um, for example... You're obviously going to be starting Brendan Piacora. You're going to be starting Satili Tupanua over guys like uh, Morgan Smithies, Bo Fermor, Helam Lukey. Like Helam Lukey should be 
a reserve for you if you own him because they play the last game of the round. Same with the Jack Boss stock. Like if you've got five playable center wings, um, you should be reserving these guys later in the week because for whatever reason, let's say Highland Lukey has the flu and Todd Payton says, hey, he's only missing one week. You're probably still going to want, want to start with him because you don't want to waste a trade to bring him in. So if he is out for one week and one week only, you don't, you're not stuck with a non-player in your starting team. Like if you have three reserves and they're all in your two RF, but they all play early in the week, you're screwed. Like you need to have yeah. flexibility. So with your reserves as well, always put your reserves on guys that start playing later in the week. Unless Good it's shout. for captaincy. So for example, myself, the reason I'm breaking that rule is because I want to vice captain Kalen Ponga against the Raiders. Um, but he obviously plays after Tom Trevojevic. So that's the only reason why I'm breaking that rule. Good advice. Good advice. I'm trying to update this ownership stats because it's kind of gone all over the shop since TLT. I did it at 3 p.m. today. Would have, would have um, changed drastically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk about the to- top 20 most owned metrics. Do you want to kick us off with the most owned player? Obviously not playing this weekend, but he is a pretty big kind of talking point, isn't he? Yeah. Do you want me to take it off um, Off Supercoach straight away? Yeah, so just take it off Supercoach. Yep. Yeah, give me, give me a sec to get her up. You, you dribble shit for a sec. You're good at that. Oh, thanks, mate. Well, well, it is Ethan Strange to give you a head yeah, start. Yeah, Ethan Strange regardless, yeah, at 47.5% owned. We, we, um, haven't reco- we, haven't recorded, we haven't recorded since the end of the trials. We were obviously concerned about Ethan Strange dumping a player on his mm. head, um, but he took a $1,000 fine and he is free to play. So the question then becomes, does he start? So we're going to be discussing that. But yeah, he's free to, well, he's free to be named, whether Ricky named him or not, it's another story. We just think that he was so much better than KO Weeks in the last game. And KO Weeks is up there in the top 10 as well. Um, But, yeah, he's somebody that could start at 5'8", and you can play him in your center wing. It's a bit of a no-brainer, really. But a bit of a placeholder still. Yeah, look, we don't know whether he's going to get named. I think everyone was panicking about the suspension. And now that he's off the suspension, it's like, okay, cool. He's an option again. Now, we, we don't know what Ricky's going to do. Ricky Roulette does funny things. So we will find out next Tuesday whether he gets named or not. Then we work it out. But I think he's a good place for a placeholder at center wing in your reserves to free up cash elsewhere for those starter options. Uh, Benny Trebojevic, boys, he, he gets the start on the edge. 45.4% owned is 55% under-owned, I think, in my opinion. I think he's a great starter and someone that everybody should be starting with. He's the second most owned player in Supercoach. And you know what? I, I don't remember the last time we've had a season where we've had not one player at 50% plus owned to start the year. Did Chase yeah. No, I think I, I, I would imagine. I would imagine if Strange gets named, um, it will. Yeah, 50. I, I'm, I would say 57, 58, pushing 60. Like the highest that I've seen was... Um, Swali, I think last year, when he, or the year before, when he, when he was finally named round one, and that yep. was the the biggest that I've seen. Yeah, um, a bit of a no brainer. We don't really need to talk about Burbo too much. Starting on the left edge, um, you know, really nice spot to be. Nathan Cleary also don't need to speak about him too much. He's the third most owned at forty three point one percent. Uh, he is also twenty two percent captain. So he's a conversation that we'll be having a little bit later when we talk about captains. Sam Hughes. Rocketed up to, he's a rocketed up ahead of Sean Lane. So Sean Lane was ahead of him before when I did these stats, but now Sam Hughes, 37.2% owned. We had news throughout the week, uh, boys, that obviously Phil Gould was, uh, he came out and said that he had a head knock in that game that wasn't really reported on. 
And uh, he definitely didn't play the amount of minutes that they expected him to play in that second trial, which people were panicking about Matrix, weren't they? They were thinking maybe he was out of favor or wasn't getting the minutes they expected. Yeah, maybe. And then you'd think maybe a Liam Knight or somebody like that. But bottom dollar in a position where I know I'm certainly looking to save money. Um, Sam Hughes is a no-brainer. Not quite sure if I can make him a front row forward too, uh, but very comfortable to have him on my bench um, and maybe play in a pinch. So I'd rather make him a front row forward too eventually than start with him as a front row forward too. Like if he yeah, comes out and yeah. plays 40 after in like two weeks, then yes, you can look at moving on one of your other front row forwards. As much as I love a gamble, I just it's it's a lot. And I think with a few of these like bottom 400K 2RFs, we can afford to maybe spend a little bit more on our front row forward just to have a little bit more solidity. Bit of a Jacob Preston 2RF7 last year. And then, you know, you end up starting him and just taking his points every single week because he just turned out to be a gun. So could Very similar to, um, obviously, the Supercoach podcast, but Max King in fantasy two years ago was like bottom dollar. And then after three or four weeks, he was starting in most people's teams. Yeah. How good. How good. Uh, Sean Lane, 37% owned. He's number five at the moment. Kind of picks himself. Uh, Taylor May is number six at 36.2. Then we've got Bronson Sherrod. Taylor May. Yeah. If you don't yeah, have Taylor May, like you have to have Taylor May. He was C touched 700K two years ago. I think if the World Cup Club Challenge was on at 7 p.m., not 7 a.m., his ownership would be much higher. <laughs> I, I, I generally, because he was, he was unreal. Like he, he was really, really good to watch. And that was at center where we don't know really. He's kind of like an unproven commodity, isn't he, at center? So we used to him on the wing. We're used to what we get from wingers. Um, and he did that at Penrith. But, um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. But I think, yeah, he's a almost a must. I think he should be at least 50% owned by the time we get to next week when the Panthers are playing. Um, Bronson Sherry, 345K, 35% owned. Is there a chance, Josh, that he is locked into this center spot now? We saw him start there over both trials. Is that enough certainty for you? It was until Phil's Phil Gould's tweet that mentioned Connor Tracy to have a, had a bit of a hampered preseason. Um, and, you know, there's no – I think he starts round one. but And if he plays well, he'll probably hold it. But it's it's not like he's got a lock on the jersey. Um, but he, he really impressed. I mean, his base was, was good in both games. And uh, if it wasn't for the Bulldogs, if it was in, you know, a, a slightly better team, then I could definitely get around it. I think it's – just a tad too expensive in in my team. I'd rather play an edge back row in Burbo um, than, and you've obviously got, you know, Kane Bradley at bottom dollar as well. And I think he's just a tad too expensive to have sitting on my bench, but I'm not ruling it out by any means. If Teamless Tuesday goes pear shape next week and I need some more depth, then, you know, he's a guy I'm looking at. All right. Question for you. There's a, a guy not in this top 20 um, that you probably could compare as a little bit cheaper and plays the same position in Jamin Salmon. Would you pick Salmon or Jerry to start the season? Oh, I've I've got Salmon. Um, so I hope that answers. Yeah, I think so. The, the the minutes concern was is now a little bit concerning with Salmon about how how Curran didn't play because of illness and Sam Hughes did, uh, didn't play because of a head knock. Um, I think Kurt Mann probably played more minutes than what we thought, and Farmer Sully had three stints compared to two. So I still think the minutes are there for Salmon, and I think it. 317k or whatever he is, then you know he's only got to score 43, 44 points to be 10 points of value. Yeah, yeah, fair call. Should be asked the resident Bronco what his thoughts are on Payne Haas because he's 34.8% owned. He's number eight at the moment. Matrix, uh, what are your thoughts on first of all the front row position in general? But you know, does Payne Haas is he a little bit too expensive if you're looking to? Obviously, a lot of people are going cheap. 
I would love to be able to pay up for somebody like a Payne Haas or a Tino or somebody like that, but just can't do it when I'm going to chase those upside positions and work my way up to owning a Payne Haas later on in the season. Um, and it might take up to after Origin. Um, front row forward looks like it's going to be a slow burn this year. Um, look, I understand locking and loading, but where else are you missing out if you're spending when at times throughout this year, I haven't spent 750K nearly in my four front row forwards um, setting up the season um, and you're spending that much in one player in the most, maybe the second most dismal position in the comp. I don't know. Maybe that and the hooker I hate. So, Yeah, yeah, just low upside positions in general have made our feelings very uh, clear about how we feel about front rowing hooker. We talk about the discrepancies between, say, NRL Supercoach Central and Supercoach Twitter. At 35%, I don't think I've seen a Twitter team with Payne Haas in it. So it shows you that it's leaned towards probably more of the household name kind of players. Um, But then I just beg the question, for 750K, would you rather Payne Haas with how many options for mid-range hookers we have or Harry Grant for the same price? Yeah. We've talked a lot about upside, about ceiling. Um, Harry Grant's ceiling is obviously far bigger than Payne Haas's ceiling. We, We saw Payne Haas, he only scored one try and three line breaks or something last year, which is massively down on what we know Payne Haas can do, but you, you just know what you're going to get from Payne Haas. You're going to get 65 to 85, maybe 90 most weeks, but you're not going to get that 130, 140 kind of score that Harry Grant can put up and very rarely put up at hooker. So yeah, if your choice is between the two, it's probably Grant. Against teams where the Broncos are pumping to other teams. Like if the Broncos win 40 nil, like is Payne Haas going to be finishing on 130? Probably not. If the Broncos win 40 nil, you know, and if you look at your NRL app and you don't own Harry Grant and you see the Broncos win 40 nil, you are terrified to open your Supercoach app to see what Harry Grant finished on. Yeah. Terrified to see what Pappenhausen. And like, that's the thing, like Payne Haas in a, in a six, four game, you know, Broncos win six to four. He probably maybe scores 90 to a hundred mm-hmm. just yeah. through work rate. And that's the, that's the thing for me. Yeah. It's safe. It's safe as houses, but. We don't know really like two percent captain too. That's a very interesting stat. Yeah, he is seven percent VC as well. People are thinking maybe he's going to turn up in Vegas and just lead the pack, which could happen. Um, but yeah, the upside isn't isn't really there. Um, let's see a comment in the chat from Tom. I've got to show this up there. Uh, why get Payne Haas when you can get Taylor, uh, Terrell May, who will get eighty points in forty minutes, mate? If he can pull out a two ppm in forty minutes, then I'll eat my hat, my backwards hat. Yep. Um, KO Weeks. Times in the chat. The yeah, no, hat. the backwards hat gang. Yeah, yeah, I thought I'd throw that in there. Um, KO Weeks, boys, 34.2% owned. We're, we're kind of naturally assuming that maybe Ethan Strange has beaten him to that 5'8 jersey for the milk, but maybe he hasn't. We don't know. So I, I'm assuming that whoever wins that spot, we're picking. Am I right in saying that, Matty? Yep. Yeah. Look, 5'8 uh, that's going to play 80 minutes every week. Yeah, get them in. There's obviously a change into the guarding camera with White and moving on. Um, KO just hasn't impressed me. And I'm not even sure, actually, if KO gets picked at 5.8, whether I even start with him. Can I also mention KO streaming services have let me down a lot lately. So to be named after them is, is a concern in itself, Josh. Yeah. You you were, yep. not, uh, you were shaking your head at that one because you're on I'm, a different yeah, part. For the 70K... I'd rather just take a utility, Lockie Galvin, who's probably going to eventually start soon enough. Um, 
yeah, I think I'd just I'd rather that than than pay weeks. Like, I feel like if Galvin scores thirty points in fifty minutes, that's much easier to stomach than weeks who's scoring thirty in eighty minutes. You're sitting there going like, what is going on? I don't know. Big Isaiah Katoa, two thousand twenty three vibes. Mm. Yeah, we won't talk about your thoughts on Isaiah Katoa from the first podcast we did. We can move on to that very quickly. <laughs> Kalen Ponga, we don't need to talk about. Actually, we probably should talk about the fact he's severely under-owned at 33.3% owned. Uh, even though he's 892K, I mean, this guy, we saw what he did to non-owners last year. So surely, Josh, people need to just jump on. Now, regardless of the head injury risk, um, but we've seen now he's got the goal kicking. That's pretty much locked in. Do you have to pick this guy at fullback? Is he the best option? It's a lot of money to pay up for a team we expect to decline. That's that's the only concern. Like, we don't expect the Knights to continue to do what they did last year. Like, they had a, a golden run. Um, but I just think with the draw, uh, shout out to Oman, who's currently in the chat now. He put up a, a rounds one to ten. And between rounds one to five, KP had the best draw. Between five and ten, KP had the best draw. So I just think for the draw factor, you, you pick him. Uh, and the, the goal kick is going to give him a good enough floor that it shouldn't burn you too much. But you do wonder how much the Knights' regression does impact KP. Yeah. Um, when we're looking at round one specifically and you want a VC option, he is the best by far. I'm spoiling captain's content here, but um, we'll talk about his three-round average against the Raiders, but I'll tell you what, it's nice. Um, so you're going to want him in your team and you're going to want the little blue VC armband on him too, I think. Um, Nico Hines, 33.2% owned. People are scared off by our boy Braden Trindle metrics. And uh, when I say our boy, I say it sarcastically because you have some very strong thoughts on him. I probably shouldn't ask you again because the poor bloke, Trindle, has copped a battering from you all preseason and all last year. Um, let's let's move on from Nico Hines. He's just a pick. Now, Roger Tuovasa-Shek, though, 32.6% owned. Do you remember when we did the center wing podcast, which was less than a week ago, we were talking about RTS at 17% owned? And then he's come yeah. out in this trial. He's played a little bit of fullback. He was allowed to roam. The video came out from Monty Beetham speaking with him about the fact that he was given the, the keys to the city and he was allowed to roam both sides of the field and everything was happening. Everything was coming up RTS. He's gone up nearly 100% in value over the last week, Josh. Yeah, we said that. Like, his stocks have risen dramatically. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do wonder how much influences people like us have, like when we're constantly tweeting those those posts and stuff and those videos so people maybe have seen those and jumped on but um i don't think this is a content creator agenda bandwagon thing like i think he's genuinely um there thereabouts there was always concerns about his value and th there are still con concerns i mean he's priced at uh, around a 54 which i oh, sorry 53 which is still like a lot of a lot for a center um and you, you're hoping for a 65 to to get the best out of him i don't think that's out of the question especially swinging off sj you know a warriors side who still is very potent in attack um, so yeah, like I don't see, see any downside to it. Uh, I just see upside, but the upside might not be as much as what it's hyped to be. I think people need to temper expectations a bit, but still think he's a great buy. Priced at what? 52. Like even RTS, if he plays center and doesn't roam, probably exceeds 52 or over 55 at worst. I reckon if he roams, the world's your oyster, you know? So uh, I think he could average north of 70 if he if he's allowed to do what he's allowed to and do. And I, th I think if he's averaging 55 in the first five rounds, like don't panic because I think he's only going to get better. Like yeah. if he's breaking even for the first month, like that's fine because I think he's only going to get better uh, moving forward. 
Shout out to also, the point one percent of people that are captaining him too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say shout out to to Agent Cheeses who just says straight vibes in the chat, which is you know huge. That's that's what we're here for. Him. Agent Cheese is a Insight Unlimited member, so he knows all about the vibes. There's plenty of vibe chat going on in the Discord, so um, we're all about it. Now, I don't know whether there's any vibes on this next play. Viliami Fafita, he has. Remember when we poo pooed the shit out of him at the start of the season, and we said, "Why are people picking this bloke?" Now, uh, now he's in all of our teams. So, um, what's where's the love? Thirty-two point three percent owned uh, matrix, like it. I'm assuming people are picking him because his basement price is dual position and he's on the bench at an ordinary team and likely to get some form of opportunity. I just presume people were getting their misses to make an account and um, they've went to add um, Kikau or David Fafida David and they've yeah. got Viliami Fafida um, at 200K and they're like, how easy is this super coach? I can fit all my players in. This is great. Um, look, Mark Guy is still playing? Oh, that's yeah, yeah. you exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, realistically, he looks like he's going to get that number 17 jersey. He's bottom dollar. Do we expect him to be maybe 240K still in 15 weeks? Probably. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but David Moale, Murdoch Masilla vibes. Ben Hunt said he's training the house down. So oh, oh, he's a lock. He's also probably tracking well. So uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's in, great, in a great spot. Let's move on. Tracking Brendan P. Kura. <laughs> Brendan Piacura is 30, 30.5% owned. Now, obviously, that's kind of yo-yoed a little bit over the last week, more so when people see him. I think that's gone up nearly 4 to 5% today since team list, which is natural when you see someone that was so popular through the preseason go through injury and then get renamed in round one. So we've talked a bit about him already. We can kind of move on from that. Harry Grant, 30.5. He's the 15th most owned. Now, probably the most owned hooker. We haven't talked about a hooker yet. Uh, in the top 20. He is the most owned hooker at this point. And I'm assuming the logic, Josh, is that he is the best hooker by a country mile with the most upside by a country mile in a shit position. And you just have to pick the best player in that position and just leave him for the season. Yeah, I don't think the trials helped either. Jane Case dunked it up. Appy kicked about one goal. Um, and Reese Robson didn't look amazing. And then obviously Harry Grant scored. So all those factors are probably going to increase his ownership uh, a little bit, but um, yeah, best hooker by a mile. And I think there's more value being brought up in other positions where you can afford to spend up a little bit more at, at hooker. Yeah. Yeah. He. Oh, I picked him in my first team and I'm like, I can't go away from him. I just have to pick him. He burnt me hard last year. I actually owned him for a combined three weeks in two years. And oh, it was not fun. It's just not fun. You mentioned earlier, Josh, he's one of those guys you have to watch through the gaps in your fingers when you're watching Storm games if you don't own him. I think you just need to save yourself pain. Um, and if Appy played well and the Tigers played some pretty good footy against the Dragons on the weekend, I'd feel better about picking Appy. But just looking at, it's going to be a bad year for the Tigers again. It's going to be a really slow start to the season as well. You probably just need to lock up the best player. Um, Jacob Little season though. Where's he in the top 20? Where's Brendan he's, Hands? He's tracking well for round one. <laughs> yeah, the old uh, two to four weeks. Uh, we haven't mentioned that yet. Normally we talk injuries at the start of the pod, but Jacob Little, two to four weeks, grade one hamstring strain. Uh, could be right for round one, but we don't know. So I don't think many people are looking at him. It doesn't really matter. Kale Eero, 27.6% owned. I assume that when he doesn't get named in round one next week for next TLT, that that'll drop significantly. Um, 
Ruben Cotter, though, 26.7% as the 17th most owned. He's 542K, dual position, front row, second row. Josh, any uh, – I mean, I, I know he's probably come out of both of our teams. We've spoken a bit about Cotter and King, and it seems like those two are kind of working against each other there at the same price range. Yeah, they're not they're not tracking well uh, in terms of ownership percentages. Um, Cotter, hey, he was fine. He was what we expected from last year, Cotter, in the trial. Um, didn't really set me a light, um, but obviously, yeah, the start of the show was was Thomas McKayley. I think the jewel's handy. It's probably just a, a fraction more than what I want to spend now, especially when these these other cheaper guys have emerged. Um, you're paying what five forty for Cotter to hope you get sixty, when you can pay four forty and hope that Terrell May gets fifty. So it's like the same value, but you're just getting the same value for a bit cheaper. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably off Cotter a little bit just until I see more and how he goes with Peyton. Um, Chevy Stewart, I think we can just put the, the line through. Red Sharpie. Yeah. Um, Jed Cartwright, also Red Sharpie. Yeah, uh, be fine. Nope. Um, this, this last one, though, we won't go too deep, but we'll talk top 20. And the 20th most owned player is Josh Curran at this point. 421K. Uh, very disappointed. Big sad when he didn't get the front row forward jewel when they made the changes mm-hmm. yesterday, uh, 25.4% owned. So still quarter of teams are picking him. How do we feel about Josh Curran and what we saw on the weekend? Now, obviously Gus has come out and said he didn't play the minutes they intended on him playing. So we don't really know what that's supposed to look like, but regardless, he looked good off the bench. Even if he starts on the bench, is he still an option, Josh? Do we still have love for Josh Curran? Yeah, I think it's a Terrell May syndrome. He scored 52 in 25 minutes, but that was with... A try assist and a line break assist. I take those off and it's 32 and 25. Uh, and apparently he was crook as a dog. Like he was not well. So for him to put out 32 and 25 under the weather, uh, I still think he's a viable option. We just, I just want to know what the minutes are. Like if, if Serraldo said he's going to play 50, then I'll, I'll buy him. But um, you just, you just hate to buy him and watch him play 35. Like that's the the big concern. Uh, but you know, that's the case with, with anyone, but 421, it's still a very attractive price to pick him up. Thoughts, Matrix, on the 20th most owned? Yeah, look, I had Josh Curran and I went to Salmon and the Fish. And then I sort of said, how about I have none of them? Like, that's basically, like, I just, like, you was looking fish? at him. And it, no, I don't have the Fish. Oh, I don't have allergic uh, to seafood. Current, and I don't have Kurtman. So there was a bit of a, a minute share between. Uh, the the way that that rotation looked with those guys, but I think Curran's the pick of those three, but we've got Salmon in our team, or for the majority of us, we've got Salmon in our team for the reason that he's just cheaper, really. Like if you have them all the same price, you're picking Curran every day of the week based on the player that he is. So yeah, I, I think Salmon, if he starts in the 13 next week, he'll be a buy. If he doesn't start in the 13 and he's starting off the bench, there'll be absolute panic stations next week when the fish is not named in the 13 jersey. But did you, did you guys see this comment in the chat here from uh, from Paul? Were you guys aware of this? Um, I will throw it up. One year anniversary for Insight Podcasts, NRL and NBL. Uh, close. Yeah, it's uh, very it's very close. I think it's it was, probably when we swapped from Moulton, maybe. Could have been, actually. That was a good shout because we used to be Moulton Fantasy Sports just from a little kind of inside gig. But um, there you go. We got serious, maybe. On the 27th of Feb. So yeah, that's cool. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. from Malton for... telling us we were trademarking them. They were trademarked. <laughs> Malton or yeah, whatever. Never follow a basketball company. Basketball yeah. ball company again. 
Um, that was fun. Anyway, we've top uh, we've talked top twenty most owned. We can't talk about all of them, unfortunately, but we've covered the majority of the important ones. We've got tons of questions as well, so we'll do our best to cover all of those. Um, but before we move into captains and answer questions, we'll give a shout out to Ryan from Astute Newstead. Are your rates above six point two percent? Do you want to buy your first home? Maybe you want to refinance and re uh, and renovate, or maybe you just want to save some money like the rest of us. You can reach out to Ryan at Astute Newstead for an obligation and cost-free inquiry. His link tree is in the description below. It's Hammond's Home Finance. All you need to do is use the code INSIGHT to let him know that we've sent you. And in true to form, Matrix is on his how many yeah. beers? Oh, dick's out for Ryan. I don't disclose numbers. <laughs> uh, not on PB track, though. I've, I've seen what you're like on, on, on PBB is tracking a podcast and you're not at that level yet. Um, if you want to watch boys, my NBA episode after the NRL one last week, I was slurring. Oh, good, good form. Um, let's, let's move on to captains, shall we? Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, captain! Shout out to SpongeBob. Boys, do we captain a team playing in Vegas or do we VC them or do we leave them both? That's the question, I guess, as people are wondering, should I take a punt on someone early in the week, lock in the points with the question marks around next week, or do we wait and watch it play out? What are your thoughts, Matty? Well, yeah, like I think Turbo's a juicy vice captain and I was looking to do it, but you guys are swinging me around to Ponga a little bit, uh, as you were alluding to all podcast. Um, I was sort of thinking maybe a, uh, a Turbo VC, of course he's over there. Um, none of my halfbacks are over there. Um, and you're looking for those high upside players, which sort of leaves you, you know, you can lean on one of those elite halfbacks that you're paying the most amount of money for if you're vice captain, um, Turbo. But yeah, look, I think Turbo is definitely a viable option to captain if he's in your team. Maybe a Reese Walsh as well. 1.5% captain, 4% VC. So you're in the minority there with the Turbo pick at the moment. Mm. Josh, what are your thoughts on, on how this plays out? Are you taking a punt on someone playing early? Yeah, there's only three major options, really, like Trell, Turbo, and Walsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, all three of those guys kill out probably the best fullback option this week in KP. Um, I'm probably just happy to watch this game as a neutral and not have to sweat um, a captaincy option on this one. So for me, I'm pretty happy just to let this one go through. Um, yeah, only three guys that I'd want to put any kind of captaincy on, and they all clash with my main option in KP against the Raiders. Yeah, that's a fair call. And there's a lot of unknowns, isn't there, around playing in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. It's the first time it's happened. So we don't know how that's going to play out. You know, we, we don't know how the the difference in the width of the stadium is going to play out. Maybe there's going to be some less expensive footy. You also don't know what the refereeing is going to be like. Like that, the, the referees could just be told to do not blow the whistle and just let this be free-flowing free to, to try and make it entertaining. Um, or it could also just be a shit show where teams just drop the ball and it could be 10-4. Like, you don't know. And I don't want to have my season fall apart in the first day of the season. So um, I'd rather just, yeah, take a gamble on on KP against the Raiders at McDonald Jones. Yeah, and the good thing is for Ponga, he plays at home. We know how well he plays at home and how well the Knights play at home in general. So for Ponga VC owners, he is the most owned VC at the, or sorry, the most VC player at the moment at 11.9%. I assume that's going to rise. He averages... Oh, his last three games versus Canberra are 122, 86, and 107. So, I mean, it seems like he likes playing them. He's at home. 
tell, like, you, it just makes think, sense. Who do you think the worst? Because the problem is, like, the worst player in our sides is probably going to be Viliami Fafita. And he doesn't play until the second last game of the round. And by then, Cleary's played, Hines has played. And you don't know what your VR, your AE is going to look like. Um, so it's AEs like, are a um, nightmare in the first few rounds too. Yeah. Um, and so, someone made a good point about Fafita. Like, do we think he gets named with RFM and and Luciano there? And I'm not too sure, but we'll, we'll see. If he doesn't get named, I'm in a world of hurt. But... Um, I'd need like 150 from KP to probably look at looping when you think about it, um, just because our worst bench option probably is going to be playing very late in the round. Yeah. Um, the question becomes, what's your loop option, Mr. Callio, in the chat asking us? Uh, I'm assuming that we've all got Tigers players on the buy this week. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. So it's either what, Galvin? The problem is then you have to sit or reserve Dylan Brown, which is fine, but then we're copping an AE regardless that we just talked about. I would, I'd be starting Galvin, reserving um, Brown and taking Brown. the reserve off hands. That's what, what I would be doing. Yep. Don't mind it. Thoughts, Matrix, on this one? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you guys. It's all good. Uh, what about Cleary, though? Because he is very well captained at the moment. He is, uh, let me quickly search it, 22.7% captain. Most popular by... 7%. So Kalen Ponger is the second most captained at 15.3 and then Nico at 15.2. So very, very close for the top three there, but Cleary's a clear winner. Um, for anybody who hasn't looked at his last three games at Amy Park, he have, his highest score is 54 and he's averaged 42.7 in three games at Amy Park Mate, against Melbourne. I spent I spent last weekend after the World Cup Club Challenge trying to find an alternative to Cleary. That's how much faith I have in Cleary to see him the most captained. And I just can't find anyone else like i just wish aiden caesar grabbed the kicking tee at one stage over the weekend are we going to be looking back to that comment and burying our head in the sand josh I hope... probably probably i mean clearly had 32 hit-ups in the world club challenge that's a, a lot of hit-ups um yeah i mean the stats for amy park aren't great the last time he played in melbourne he scored 103 that was a blue bet um but that was around 23 last year so relatively recent he also looked pissed uh, at the end of that World Club Challenge, so uh, and and Penrith didn't stay long. They were they were back on the plane ten hours later. So they've tried to maximise their amount of time recovering. Um, they looked a little bit clunky in attack, uh, but Melbourne over the trials did show they were a little bit vulnerable. Um, I don't. I honestly don't know who I'm captaining this week. Like it'll be clear your Hines. That's that's all I've got. But then the question becomes who and if if Heinz is named it'll probably be him just yep. but it's also not great with the with the quad tightness like that's mm. the main concern but could you we saw him in a, in a go dis- safe and go like yeah. a, a dill bags or something week one like he's what you we could. think that he'll get 80 it is a nice matchup against the bulldogs i don't know dogs have been well on the trial like i, I guess i i know that nico wasn't playing but they did restrict the the Sharks to, you know, 12 points. But I, I don't know, like, honestly, this week is really tough. And if I if I had if I had a vice-captain option in Vegas, I'd probably take it and then just straight captain KP. I, I'm, I'm, I might also just still still straight captain KP. Like, I'm not against just just captaining him. Like, I'm, I'm generally not. Cheeky little what VC on, on Burbo. You got, hey, you got three <laughs> trials in the trial. You got three tries in the trial. Imagine he, he crosses over for Vegas. three in Vegas. Gets one and then gets a... Then gets an NRL, an NFL contract yeah, yeah, as yeah. a as a running back for the Oakland Raiders. 
yeah, hundred percent. Him and him and uh, uh, I was gonna say James Connor, but it's Josh Jacobs. Him and Josh Jacobs yeah. just uh, yeah. in a in a in a, in a back by committee. No, but like, in a minute. I'm I'm definitely not against Captain KP. Just with how crap our options are, especially if Hines isn't named. Like if Hines doesn't recover and, and he doesn't play, um, I'm kind of keen on just straight Captain KP. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. I, at the moment, I've got it on Nico. Uh, his last three versus the Warriors are 72, 102, and 185. And they're all recent games. It's not like we're thinking back to 2021 to look at that score. Um, the 72 was uh, where they're playing in, in New Zealand as well at the same ground. So, look, if you get a 70 or an 80 for a captain in round one, are you really going to be that upset? I, I, I mean, you're going to be upset if you get a sub 50, but I'll take an 80 to 100 in round one. Just knowing what the games are like and how the scoring is like in the first few rounds. I'm I'm happy to take something around that mark. So you mentioned um, the scoring volatility as well. Like, and I'll mention this again next week. Do not care about your rank in the first six weeks. Like, like week one is the most volatile it's going to be because one point can be ten thousand spots. Like for the first five to six weeks, do not care about your rank. Um, yeah. I had a look back. So the years that I came one ten, fifty nine, and sixty two, I was forty five k. 75k and like 100k after the first round so like it doesn't matter especially in those early rounds and people are going to beat themselves up like they'll look at their they'll look at their rank not their total points and that's the main thing like just have a look about about how much you're outside the top 1000 by because if it's 20 points that's nothing yeah yeah that lead extends as the season goes on but you're going to win super coach by making the right trades throughout the year you're not going to win super coach by picking the right team in round one so whilst it's important to get the right cheapies, make the right the, the right amount of cash to upgrade your team, I think, yeah, it's a really good point you make. Let's, uh, we've got a ton of questions, so let's rip into this. It's question time. Let's answer your questions for the week ahead. All right, let's cover the unlimited questions from the Insight Unlimited members first. Now, is Thomas McKayley uh, a, a shoe in for the spot with Hess injured? Uh, he just got upgraded to a top 30 contract, Matty, so we, we'd naturally assume he would be. Yeah, I think so. Um, he looked great, uh, earned himself a full contract. Um, since that game he's been in my team, you just sort of go next man up. He's been fantastic. He's 238K. Um, of course, we're going to wait until TLT, um, but at least if he's not named for whatever reason, uh, we can just slide across to an ordinary option like Liam Henry. Yeah. Anything to add there, Josh? No, I think you're pretty pretty blessed with your front row forward four. There's two good options. McKayley obviously being better, uh, but Henry's fine. Yeah. Uh, what about Kyle Flanagan as an option as bench five eight? We've got a question here. Um, we've we've seen he's kind of popular. Um, I'll check his ownership, but not really much love from any of us. We've, we've talked about Kyle Flanagan not really being a guy that we see as a fifty plus scorer this season. Do we continue to think the same, Josh? Here. I um I boldly came out and said, I think it was 2020, 2021, when he played for the Roosters, I, I had him as like a 65 average when he was goal kicking. Yeah, yeah. It didn't go well. Didn't go well. Um, but no, ever since then I've lost faith and I, I won't be buying back into the um the Carl Flanagan extravaganza. Ten point four percent owned, so eleven thousand four hundred and forty eight people are buying back into that. So be interesting to see right. how they go. Could um, I mean Matrix it's dismal. It's dismal. Like I think we know he's going to play. That's yep. where it comes from. Pretty much. Um, boys or Matrix, could Bradman best be the go-to center wing now if you want to save some cash? 
I'm assuming the thought comes from uh, him being on the favoured left side of KP. But like we've said I've before, he's going to be a block runner. Local calls here in Newcastle. Like that's surely, surely has to be a Newcastle resident. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Maddie? Any any love for Bradman Best or? Yeah, look, I like him. Um, I think it's a great option. But I think if you're wanting to do that, you find the money for Marju. Um, I've toyed around with Best in my fantasy team. Um, but, yeah, look, if you're just going to pay up for Marju if that's your plan. It's, what, 150K? I know 150K goes a long way. But if you're doubling down and he's being your most expensive guy, as, like, we all have, like, 600-odd-K guys as our most expensive guys, you're finding the money for Marju or you're looking elsewhere, in my opinion. Yeah, there's plenty of decent options, sub 600, too. So, yeah, I agree. Um, Josh, is the split TLT changing any of your strategies in the way that you're approaching things? Obviously, this is the first time that it's kind of happened. Um, wait, trying to tell me to get away from the computer. I'm not quite sure what you're doing. Oh, I just went out of focus all of, all of a sudden for some reason. Um, I, I Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm still working out what I want to do. Like, I am considering Arrow and Kepi um, just to lock in those guys and then give myself some more cash. Or do I go the route of trying to pick less options by dropping an arrow to a Royce Hunt um, and maybe like a Chippenua to a Bo Fermor? Like just trying to minimize my guy. Like Turbo is locked in and as is Burbo. Like those guys will, will not move out of my side. Um, but Jacob Gagai, Chippenua and, and Jai Arrow. Like I don't want to give away any more of my team for the Insight Unlimited members. But like I've got five Vegas guys now and like I'm not going to have any more of that. Uh, and two of them are locked in. So it's a case of like the other three, what I do with them or do I lock in more or less because there are some fringe guys in my team right now that are a little bit iffy with, with TLT. Um, you know, you're looking at it and like this isn't peeling back the curtain too much because Ethan Strange, one of the most owned, owned players in the game, but him, um, yeah, obviously Lockie Galvin's on the buy. But for me, it's like I don't want to have too many because I do want to have flexibility yeah. next week. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the message is, you know, pick the guys that you're confident in playing regardless of whether they're playing now this week or next week. But I, I would find that most people might be off Rabbitohs options purely because their draw is pretty putrid to start the season. And there's not really anyone jumping out at us aside from Arrow and, and the Cappuccino. Um, yeah. Like, but for, yeah. for example, if you're like, if you have Latrell and KP neck and neck, you can't split them. I'd, I'd side with KP just yep. because of the fact that if anything happens next week, you've got more flexibility by trading KP out for a Pappenhausen that gives you 200K. Whereas if you spend all your money early on, like you have a Cody Walker, a Latrell, and a Cam Murray, like, yeah, they all may score 80 points, but then what happens when no cheapies are named next week and there's $2 million in your budget just tied up and you can't yeah. get off that. So that's the main thing. Yep. Uh, Mr. Callio has a question that ties into the next one. Thoughts on Spencer Lenu. Would you go Hunt or Lenu? And the question from... Uh, from the inside unlimited was with Lenu starting, does that mean May misses out when JWH is back? Uh, and could Lenu be the play just regarding value for cash matrix? How do you, how do you feel about Spencer Lenu and, and maybe add Terrell May thoughts into that as well. And, uh, our boy Royce Hunt. Yeah, I've got Lenu above May because sometimes it's not what you spend. It's what you save. Um, and I see them punching out similar sort of roles. Um, I do like Hunt, um, but I suppose we'll wait till next week um, to see that. It's similar sort of price point. It's just going lean at the front 
row. Honestly, you could end up going all three, maybe. Um, I think there'll nearly be a minute split between Lenyu and May to start off with. But look, I don't really like it. I'm looking to spend, get as close to 230K with viable options as I can. So, yeah. Any other thoughts to add on that little front row forward cheapy conversation? So from a more statistical standpoint, Lenyu's PPM drops off mat dramatically when his minutes go up. We expect that. Um, over the last three years, he has averaged 24 minutes for a 1.24 PPM, 23 minutes for a 1.26 PPM, and then last year averaged 32 minutes a game for a big drop-off of 1.01. So 25% work rate drop-off with the minutes increasing. Um, if we So he's priced at, what, a 33? Uh, if we want to get him to a 43 average, he would need to play about 40 minutes space off his PPM at a higher work rate, which I just don't see it happening. Um, and as for the, when JWH comes back, I think it's Nafour White that drops out. I don't think it's Terrell May. I wouldn't read too much into that bench numbering, like just because Terrell May was named at 17. Uh, we saw that with the with the Raiders, or not with the Raiders, with the Bulldogs. We saw that um, Sam Hughes was named at 15 and he was the last prop to come off the bench. Like it's not a number thing in, in their rotation. Um, I'm not seeing it with Lenu. Um, I don't think he's a trap. I just think he presents little to no value personally. Yeah, you get what you pay for, really, from him. I think um, I think if we if we if we have to project an average, I would say like 36. Um, and that's three points. It's just not enough for me. I'd rather gamble on on Royce Hunt, who has a significantly better PPM, um, and has the chance of like pumping out 30 to 35 minutes for a 45 average. Yeah, good shout. Uh, does Gagai have the Munro spot? We kind of mentioned he did. Uh, I think he does anyway, especially with Richie Kennard being named at centre. I think Richie Kennard drops out before Jacob Gagai does, personally. Uh, I think from my understanding, Jacob Gagai is more of a centre than a winger. Am I right in saying that, Josh? Yeah, he's more of a centre, but he's been named on the, on the wing, obviously, which is which yeah. is odd. But the main thing, like the main concern isn't Richie Kennard for me. The main concern is for Isaac Thompson. That's the yep. the main concern next week. We know that Thompson didn't go over to, to Vegas because of visa issues because he was previously arrested. So that's the big watch at one past four next or two Tuesday's time. Yeah, good point. Um, all right, we, t- we spoke about the Roosters' back row. The last question here from the Unlimited members are Wong or Satili? Um, there's a lot of other edges sniffing around. We've got Nat Butcher off the bench. We've got Angus Crichton not named in this team. It, who's your pick here out of these guys? Who's playing the you 80? Grab, you grab this one, Brainer. I think I personally am picking Satili purely because he's cheaper. That's that's kind of the logic for me is that it frees up 65, 70K and uh, I'll pick I'll pick the cheaper player that has kind of – we've seen what Satili Tupanua can do as well in previous seasons. We know they love Wong, but I'm on, I'm on Satili. What do you think, Josh? They have the same risk and the same upside. So you just have the cheaper guy. Yep. Fair call. Good shout. All right, let's cover some of these uh, live com- uh, live comments, live questions. We've, we've got tons, so apologies if we don't get them to them all. Uh, Matrix, what are your thoughts on Corey Jensen, the gambling lawyer, is asking? Uh, increased minutes this year. Sorry, quickly, just second behind Aero 404 for using Yeah, yeah, that's, that's up there. Absolutely. Uh, no, I think he's a workhorse. I think it's going to be all in base. I don't really see that much upside. Look, would I be surprised if he touched 500k at some stage throughout the year? No, but when I'm looking at 400k options, Corey Jensen isn't high on my list. If you're not named Payne Haas or Pat Carrigan, you just play 40 minutes under Kevin Walters. Yeah. Like that's just 
There's Pat Carrigan, there's Payne Haas, and then there's generic middle Everyone forward else. playing 40 minutes a game. Tom Flegler times four. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ian Johnson has had a few questions tonight. We'll get to them all, mate. Uh, who should be the fourth front row forward out of Willison or McKaylee? Should we just start with a higher price player knowing uh, or that we know is starting on the bench than reassess after all games are played in round one, Josh? Uh, but maybe to summarize this one, Willison or McKaylee as your fourth front row forward? I'd go McKaylee. I think they both have the same upside. Um, I don't expect Wilson to be playing massive minutes. And, you know, Ben Dobbins is doubling down on his mail that Wilson doesn't play. Um we do get a good look at that early, but I would go McHaley. I think they have the same upside now with Hester's injury. Yep. Um, the gambling lawyer's back. Now, if he goes Jensen front row forward one and Kepi front row forward two to free up some cash, is that viable yeah. to pay oh, man, this, up? This guy, this guy thinks mayonnaise is spicy. That's a bland <laughs> front row forward. <laughs> that is the most like unseasoned chicken front row forward I've ever seen. <laughs> like, it's fine. It'll do the job, but it's just like very like you pay for what you get. Yeah, the chicken isn't even like fried or anything. It's just boiled with boiled, no, no yeah. soy sauce. Like <laughs> just, boiled. it could be goose, and you wouldn't even know. <laughs> yeah, rough. But hey, that front row forward's a plotter position. We've said it all year. So if you oh, they won't score 40s, you below thirty. They won't score you above fifty. It's just like yeah. you put them in at lockout. You're like, cool. My front row forward's getting me eighty points this week. Not a point more. Not a point less. Mate, the cappuccino is going to score seventy this week. It's going to be great. <sighs> Mate, imagine you crash over for a try. Oh, I'd go off. I'd be so drunk at my phone won't one o'clock on a Friday, on a Sunday. We've we've given our thoughts on a few of these questions. Lenyu or May, uh, flip a coin, mate. Really, like Lenyu starting, but they'll probably play the same minutes. Um, is is Brooks a legitimate halfback forward to uh, halfback two option? Uh, no. Uh, Johnny is thinking Kepi and Cotter or downgrade Cotter to May. Uh, I mean, Kepi and May in your front row forward. Uh, I think that's, what do you think, Josh? It's a, it's a bit of a stretch for me. I, I'm, I'm starting to worry a little bit about these really cheap front row forwards and, and stacking up on too many of them. Yeah. I've, I'm just trying to, I'm just looking at this. Like, I don't know. I'd rather just arrow. Hey, like I'd rather just buy Jai arrow. I'd rather go Cotter, Cotter an arrow. Just give yourself 90K and do more with that. Fair. Um, Joshy Bax thinks Jacob Gagai should be 120% owned tomorrow. Effective um, ownership in, in, in mm. FPL. <laughs> yeah, that's a big number. Um, Mitch uh, Mitchell Beeman wants to get our thoughts on uh, Paseka as a second front row forward. Paseca. Is this Phil Unfiltered's burner? I'm yeah. not sure. Matrix, what are your thoughts on Paseka? Any love? Manly prop. I mean, I think you can sort of get the same out of one of these other guys. Like, um, definitely all the points that you've got about Arrow seem to be the same sort of as Paseca, get the same output, maybe save yourself 90K. I don't hate Paseca. Um, I think that he's a plotter and he's at price. I'm looking at his, I'm looking at his, um, like, Output. He was crap until last year. He had a big minute spike and he was good, like 1.13 ppm over 48 minutes, which is really nice. Um, you do have 12-4 Sipley out for what is it a month? So maybe you know three weeks. I think he misses. So yeah, yeah, might might be an extra three or four minutes there for him. Uh, Not a huge amount of value, but I've always maintained like if you can get what you pay for for some of these front row forwards until something else emerges, I don't hate it. 
Good. Um, Mitchell Beeman has a, a friend, Bo, that is a massive fan of The Whisperer and wants a shout-out. Can we do that on the shout show? Out. Uh, Signatures? Shout-out, Bo. Do autographs? Yeah, mate, sure, sure. Uh, come come see me at the start. 25 bucks a pop. <laughs> um, to, to be fair we haven't mentioned that once but josh and i will both be at the star this week for anybody in sydney that is going to that super coach meetup thing um come say hey have a beer uh Lockie galvin we've talked about so we'll skip over him zach Laybutt is someone we haven't spoken about once tonight but interesting conversation because people are starting to jump on him as that now that he's kind of solidified that right center spot at the cows matrix any any love for Laybutt? what's he 470k yeah, I do really like him. Um, he's 465, um, and I have looked at him in draft. I just think it's an awkward price. I'm just hoping to spend either 200K or 600K or 500K. I don't know. I think Zach Labert's a really good, solid option. I'm not sure there's that much upside in it. The concern with Labert is he played four games last year. Um, was in and out of the side. So round 13 against Parramatta scored a 26. Didn't play again until round 16 where he scored a 46. And rounds 13 and round 16 to me solidify that Valentine Holmes would have been out for origin. So he would have come in. And then at the back end of the year in rounds 26 and 27, he went 91-65. So two low scores and then two big scores. Um, one of them was against the Dolphins, and by that stage of the season, they had checked out. And the other one was against Penrith, who I think had wrapped up the minor premiership and played a bunch of children. So, like, it's it's tough. Like, he's very – it looks like he's very rocks or diamonds. Looked good in the trial. Uh, it helped that Kyle Feltz scored three tries as well. Um, I've looked at him. If you want a non-goal-kicking vanilla Valentine Holmes, sure. But <laughs> I'd rather just pay the extra for um, for, for Taylor May. Is there logic to have both? You'd actually you'd actually save money by going to Taylor May, I reckon. Um, then are you running? Are you running like a premium center wing, May, and then Laybutt? I don't know if I could do yeah. that. Gross. Yeah. yeah, especially when there's you've got Salmon, you've got Burbo, you've got those guys that you can happily play in your seventeen every single week, really, don't you? So yeah, I agree. Uh, Jim Brew wants to know thoughts on RTS playing fullback. Uh, he won't be playing fullback, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just he'll roam at centre, which is great, but he won't be playing fullback, unfortunately. We just saw a bit of that in the trial. Uh, Stefanos wants to know, would you start Burbo this week? Um, I would, absolutely, yeah. especially because he's playing at the start of the round. Um, you know, obviously lock him in, get the points. I, I feel pretty confident looking at their bench as well that he should probably play majority minutes on the left edge, Matrix. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, he's going to get plenty of minutes. Um, he's going to be great until Schuster comes back and then there's going to be some question marks. I'll tackle that then, but I think I'll be starting Burbo every week until Josh Schuster is playing first grade again. And uh, Aman's on the Burbo. Is it finally Burbo season? Shout out to Aman. Go and uh, check out his page as well if you if you haven't yet. Does a, does some quality stuff on YouTube. And he's now on audio. Um, the Shockmaster was late. We'll forgive you, man. Uh, but he's anti-potting lane and I don't know whether I can forgive him for that. Cardi, Maddo, Tualungi. I can understand anti-potting with Cardi or Maddo. Sure. Come on, Tualungi. <laughs> what is happening? Come on. Is that Mally t- <laughs> Murray Tualungi? Uh, no, um, surely, surely Lane won't play 80 after injury. Like, I don't know. Like, Lane came on in the second half, played the entire second half on the left edge. Tualungi came back on, rotated a little bit through the right. Um, even if he doesn't play 80, I still think he's like fine he scored 28 points in 40 minutes in his first game back so that's on pace for a 
56, which is kind of where we where we projected him. Yep. Yeah. Quick quick math. Um. Yeah. I'm still. I think. I think the ownership is too high to antipod. It's not like he's like 21 percent where you can sort of get get away from it. Like if it's too high, you become crushed if he like crashes over for a try. It's true. Also, great uh, name, great display picture for any old school <laughs> wrestling fans out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Noza wants to know, Viliami Fafida, is he likely to actually even make the 17 with Leilura and Fatala Mariner there now, or is he more of a front rower, going to play middle minutes, uh, knowing he's available in both in SC, but can't remember his main position? Yeah. I don't know. Like, what's going on with Luciano? Because he was back in court last week. Um, Don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. And, I mean, and RFM, RFM looks like he's just going to be off the bench um, unless something happens. I mean, this is the this is the dilemma. Like, he's not locked into the team, and this is why I am debating just running Kepi and Arrow because it gives me uh, 200K in the bank to fix up any disasters that happen next week in TLT. So, yeah, I'm not too sure. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't named, but obviously try and look for a, another out. Yep, yep. Matrix, what are your thoughts on Wade Egan? Any love there? What's he priced at at the moment? It's got to be mid-500. There is, yeah, there's uh, no love there. Um, <laughs> he's attacking dependent in a team. He's had his best season ever. He's 576K. Scored a lot of tries last year. I don't expect him to replicate that. Um, yeah, he went on a tremendous run last year, but I'm not banking on him doing that again. Yeah, players I would prefer to own than uh, Wade Egan. Uh, Reese Wobson, Blake Braley. Um, Reed, I'd even prefer Reed Marnie. Is that is that a curse for this podcast? Yeah, I think you, I think you Wade may Egan have locked into a hundred. I think you may have stolen my material because <laughs> on the twelfth of the, of January, I put a tweet up saying Reed Marnie, Brandon Smith, Reese Robson, Appy Corusel. Just a few guys that are going to average more than Wade Egan in 2024. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, and that's purely off the back of not no hate to Wade Egan and the way that he plays. Good player. But scored a lot of tries last year. So we're, we're relying on him backing that up and doing that again this year, and I don't think we do. Uh, we do see that. Uh, we've answered a few of the questions around Vegas and TLT and how all that works. Uh, we've taken Galvin. Lots of questions about Galvin, actually. Must be lots of Tigers fans in the chat, Josh. We've got some supporters out there. It's good to see. Yeah. Um, uh, for anyone that is asking, I personally prefer Wade, uh, Wade Egan. I personally prefer Lockie Galvin. Just seven points cheaper than than Weeks. And I think he eventually does start. And him playing a little bit of 13, a little bit of back row, even if it's for only 25, 30 minutes, probably goes close to, to Weeks. And he's much cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a question for you guys. Uh, what do you think about paying up for Luke Metcalf? <laughs> I, do you know how to remove someone from this stream? I've never done it before. Uh, I might put a seek ad up for a new podcast host after this. The Luke Metcalf no. chat has just been unbearable all week. Just pull the trigger. Stop being a bitch. Stop sitting there going, oh, how do I get him in? Just do it. Just rip the bandit off and get him in. Sean Cappy to Liam Henry. Honestly, just, the amount of questions you've asked about him this week, you should start with him. No, because, because, he, no, because you know how depressed he's going to be if like he scores like 95 in round one? Yep. Oh, it's going to be so sad. 
Yeah, do it. Just do it. Uh, let us yeah. know in the chat what you think of Luke Metcalf. Maybe you can answer it better than we can. Uh, 600K centre wing. There we go. Agent Cheese. He knows. He, he understands. Now, I'm unsure how to pronounce this name, H-D-D-H-D-V. Uh, who would you go for for 600K centre wing? So if you had to pick someone in that price range, who are you picking, Matrix? Um, I'm going to say Hammer, but I think is a more logical thing is save yourself 60K and get RTS if you don't have him. Yeah, so if you've got RTS already and you're looking for another premium centre wing and you're going cheap at front row forward, which I've seen a few teams, um, oh, I like Jacob Carraz. I mean, the NRL physio is usually pretty spot on with his bounce backs. I mean, he missed the Adam Dewey one last year, unfortunately, but he's, he's pretty sure Adam Dewey was a great call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a stinker. But um, no, I, I like Jacob Carraz this year. The only question mark around Carraz is the fact that he didn't play in the trials. So we, we just don't know what his fitness is like. He was wearing the orange bib at training, which means that he was going through rehab processes too. So yeah, too many questions. Apparently Karaz is doing a, a Ruben Garrick and says he wants to play center, which isn't great. Mm, that means what that think? Zeri what misses. Oh, look, obviously Hammer's the obvious shout. For 602K, I'm, I'm kind of warming to Selwyn as like a pod play. I mean, you're the Broncos follower, Matrix. So what do you think? No. I don't know. Like we saw Walsh hitting Stags, and Stags is cool, but that's not quite. He is as, it's it's not quite as hot as like Walsh wrapping around and then just hitting Cobbo at full speed. He could look like, like a second rower as he runs forward, fucking concrete. I think six hundred k. Like I think he's going to take a little while to work it out, though. Are we going to see? We can see it in uh, five weeks. Are we going to see Suwali five hundred twenty? At center wing, sorry, Matrix. So we're going to see Suwali at center wing, and and his really slow start to the year last year, and how people kind of lost faith in him. Are we going to see the same with Cobo? Because similar players played on the wing and then moved to center. Are we going to see the same adjustment period for him? What do you reckon? Yeah, I think I think you're going to see the same adjustment. Yes, I think do it's you wanna... hard to go in from the wing into the center and work out what you're doing for starters. Um, and score Welling super coach. Well, you say that. You say the transition from wing to center is hard. What about from the poor right center to the strong left center? Talatel Cooler, 581K. If his draw was like marginally better, I'd be all over this. I think he's good enough to, to outperform the draw, especially with Turbo. Cooler's a gun. He, we saw what he did at fullback. Fuck, he's good. He's such a good player. Uh, we just, I think that's we, a record. We the trivia. Finished with the third highest three-round average, like 111 to finish the year last year. And now I, dropped the I dropped the first F-bomb of the fucking podcast as well. And there's two. Um, you and and two. we lasted an hour 43 as well, which is really impressive for the first swear word of the podcast. So apologies for anybody who doesn't like it. Um, I like Cola. Yeah, 100%. Sorry, getting distracted. He's um, The, the problem is there's just so many. Uh, the price is a little bit off-putting. You've got to compare him to RTS. You can't really run two guys at that price really in the center wing without sacrificing elsewhere. Unless you're dropping down as Tupanua, Smithies, Safarth, Pierce Paul, like you've got these 300k guys in the two RF, and your front row looks dismal. Uh, I'm just on zerotackle.com right now, looking at uh, cause eligibility. It says Tonga. Can someone change that to Queenslander for me? Um, love for him to play for Queensland. Would love that. <laughs> we'll find we a way. Some, we we'll find a way. Are you upset that uh, Farnworth got injured at training today, Matrix? Ian wants to know. Nope. 
No, you're the one that's going to be more upset than Matrix. You were devastated. Look, I've been high on Farnworth all preseason, and he unfortunately is the only player I can look at in my squad and go, I need cash there. It just hurts my soul to, to not have him in my team. But I like the balance of my team so much more by having a playable 500k front row forward in my team rather than my Hughes and Kepi uh, front row forward one and two, which just, yeah, made my kind of made me feel not very good about my team. Boys, any uh, yeah, any other things on, to add on, before we wrap on, this sorry. one up? Mr. Kaleo just gave us five whole dollars. Oh, what a legend. A real MVP. I didn't even know you'd do that. Super chat. Me neither, a, to be honest. What a man. Yeah, good bloke. Thanks, buddy. All the fame. Appreciate that. Um, Just want to give you a shout out. Absolutely, big time. Um, I didn't know that was a thing. So, uh, you if go. you click on the, I think under in the chat there, it says let's celebrate their first super. Oh, there, there, we is. there we go. Look at that. And Thank we are. So, so that's one thing we haven't mentioned. We are at Magic Round. Uh, all three of us will be there. So uh, get your tickets in. <sighs> There's not many I'm left. So I don't think. Devastated about Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah you're gonna go to a Saturday. wedding, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, a groomsman in a wedding. Mr. Important. Who? So, sorry, is he a free fan? Yeah. I already what called these Mrs. to give him a spray. What a Muppet. I bet you it was cheaper. I don't Guaranteed. care. I'd rather pay the extra money. I just went to a Thursday wedding. I mean, it was interesting cool. because I got time off work, which was great. But then I, I also had to go to work on Friday. So, like, win-loss. Thursday wedding. But, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. yeah, look, Ian Johnson just says, take the wedding to the footy. Get married in between games. Yep. Well, that'd be good. Well, so I have to do a like a little like practice ceremony or whatever it is on the Friday, and then I'm getting them all to come to the footy anyway. Afterwards, okay. Are you going to set up a booth and sign autographs and stuff? We'll let them know where you are on the yeah, live before, be the, before. How much money do you reckon? You know how like in Vegas they have like the Elvis chapels. Yeah. How yeah. much money do you reckon Matt Nabel would make if like you paid Matt Nabel to do your vows? $17.50. Uh, and on that note... We've managed to wrap it up pretty quickly. I thought we'd go for a while. We've done all right. But... We've done all right. An hour 46 is actually pretty short for us, to be fair, because we dragged the beginner pot out for an hour and a half and did two we hours. Did. Of um, we've got a few questions about our team structures. Do you want to do one more plug of Unlimited before we wrap up? Yeah. So, I mean, and we do have a lot of questions flowing through on what our teams look like exactly to the T and, and for any un- Insight Unlimited members that want to know or, or want to find out our team, you can become an Insight Unlimited member. It only costs you $25 for the full year. And it's not just NRL either. You might want to know our team, but you might be in the World Cup or you might want to jump into the Supercoach World Cup as well. Um All you need to do is jump into the free Discord. Still plenty of awesome content in there, regardless of whether you want to pay or not and access us. But if you want to pay the 25 and get access to us throughout the whole year, and that covers you for all of next preseason as well, of course. So uh, you can jump in there. All you need to do is jump into the Discord, join the free one, message me, SC underscore brain, and I'll sort you out and and look after you. So uh, all the details are there if you need them in the description below of this video as well. So... Um, and and then I think I think we had I think we had one more question about uh, if we have a group code as well. So probably a good time to plug yep. that one. Triple seven one four one. I repeat it. Triple seven one four one. That's the Insight Unlimited code. So go in with a chance to win a Supercoach Champions ring, and you can also uh, win a weekly prize pack from the Standard Squeeze valued at eighty bucks for the top scorer every single week. So that's twenty seven prize packs at eighty bucks a pop every single time. Ian Johnson has been kind enough to put that in the comments for us. Triple seven one four one. So thanks, mate, for doing that. 
guys, that'll do. It's been a it's been a cracker. I've been looking forward to this episode for a long time. We have a little bit of clarity now about our teams. Not complete clarity, but we're kind of getting there a little bit. Um, so for anybody who made it to the end, we appreciate all the love and support. Uh, thanks for jumping on and, and having a chat with us. Make sure to subscribe, follow, like, review. Do all of those things if you made it to the end. Become an Insight Unlimited member if you want. Join in on the Insight World Cup. That's going to be a cracker. We will see you next time for next TLT. Actually, we've got a fullback episode coming up. I was going to say, we also have one more preseason episode. We're not quite done yet. We have a fullback episode coming out probably Friday. Yeah, we like leaving it right to the last minute to finish our preseason content. It's like when you accidentally get on a multi that's got seven ticks on it on sports bet, but you accidentally bet on the game that's on next week. So you've got to wait a full week for that last tick. That's kind of what we've been doing in this preseason. So you've got to wait the, for that last one. The beauty of fullback is there's probably only like five options we're looking at and you've got to pick two of them. So it's not too bad. Um, and to Ian asking if we're going to do a Sunday wrap up every week, we won't be doing it live this year, but we will be covering the previous week in the Tuesday podcast every week. So you're going to get plenty of that as we go, but guys, thanks for making it to the end. Uh, subscribe, like do all those things. We'll see you next time next, or we'll see you for the fullback episode. And then we'll be live again next Tuesday to talk about TLT for part two of round one. Until then, you've been listening to the insight NRL show. See you later. Cheerio. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.